When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Heat wave ahead! For four days only, it's the sizzling hot summer sale at JCPenney. Thursday through Sunday, shop select men's and women's tees in all new bright colors. Just $5 for her and $7.99 for him. Plus, pick up select Home Expressions bath towels, two for $7. All these deals and no coupon needed. Hurry in, but stay cool. These deals are sizzling. JCPenney. Offers valid 627 to 630. Exclusions apply. See store jcp.com for details. Welcome back to the MD Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, and I am bringing you the very last episode of the MD Fantasy Football Show for the 2018 season as we do go on to the Week 17 full preview for those of you who are in the Amateur Hour Leagues, as I like to say, who actually play in a league where Week 17 actually has some say in your championship, which is absolutely ridiculous, but... As promised, I did say I was going to make an episode for you guys. The holiday season wound up being crazy, so this is coming out later than I anticipated, but I am recording this on Saturday night. It will be available tomorrow morning for most of you before the game starts, so you have all my synopsis for that. Uh, go over a little bit of what the offseason schedule is going to be again, like I did in the Week 15 Recap Part 2. Of course, I'll post about it on Twitter and on Facebook at MDFF Show. All the things that I plan on having in place for the 2019 season of the MD Fantasy Football Show. All very exciting stuff. Now, we got a full show this week, and because it was week 17, most people's fantasy football seasons have wrapped up at this point. 
Uh, so we didn't have a lot of star sit questions. So we don't have a star sit segment today like we normally would in the preview section. But of course, if you guys have any questions over the off season, I'll always be available to you at MDFF show on Twitter and on Facebook. And we'll go over all of that stuff as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Of course, today I'm going to streamline a lot of stuff because A, it's very few people who are playing this week. And B, the people who are on their championship weeks are very few top players that we're even going to be talking about too much in the replacements and whatnot. So uh, we'll probably streamline a lot of this through all of the matchups. Of course, all the matchups are tomorrow. They're all on Sunday. There's no Monday game. There's no Saturday games today because we got the playoffs, the real playoffs uh, next week for the NFL. Of course, I'm always looking forward to that as well. So let's go ahead and kick this off with our first matchup on Sunday, which just so happens to be the Cowboys and the Giants. What could have been a great divisional matchup at the end of the season really doesn't mean anything for anybody. The Cowboys are in. They already won a division that's set and done. The Giants have already proven that they suck. But for fantasy purposes, so what does that mean? Well, from all we have heard and read and understood thus far is that the Cowboys plan on playing their starters. So Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, all guys you should be, uh, well, Elliott and Cooper, you're definitely playing. Prescott, definitely a streaming option against the Giants here. All guys that I expect to play and expect to play for four quarters. Elliott would be the only one that I'd be a little bit skeptical of maybe playing all four quarters. Um, I wouldn't be overly surprised, especially if they got up on the Giants kind of early that maybe he doesn't play as much in the second half. But because he is expected to start, because he is expected to play in this game, and they haven't talked about pulling their guys out at halftime, you are going to have to play Ezekiel Elliott, especially if you are at this point. Uh, Mari Cooper, I feel good about him playing all four quarters. I feel good about Dak Prescott playing all four quarters, regardless of the situation in this week, if they're going to play at all anyway. So that part, I'm not too worried about. Elliot, like I said, would be the only one, but I think you have to play him since he is going to play at least in the first half, if nothing else. On the Giants side of the ball, we know Beckham's out. Saquon, you got to play him. He'll play the whole game. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think, is an excellent play. Sterling Shepard, I think, is more of a DFS play. I don't necessarily love him, especially in the matchup against the Cowboys. If you want to play him as a contrarian play, who should get a lot of volume, I understand that in DFS. But for your championship weeks, not really a situation that I'm going to want to try to take advantage of in this final week of the season. The next game we have is the Dolphins, and we have the Bills. So there's a lot going on in this game. The Dolphins still have a technical wild card place they can get to will be difficult to do so but so what do we expect when well, we know Frank Gore is out right so Kenyon Drake Kalen Blage what does that mean I just kind of I just kind of lump Kalen Blage into the Frank Gore role Adam Gaze hates Kenyon Drake I've I've called Adam Gaze every name in the book I've insulted him in every way conceivable throughout this entirety entirety of this season will continue to do so if he actually is still the head coach of the Dolphins uh, after this week I really hope he's not he doesn't deserve a job especially with the way he's handled the personnel but we know that he still just doesn't want to give the ball to Kenyon Drake I think Blige slips into the Frank Gore role as in he will get the majority of the carries now what does that mean 12 15 9 I don't know. It's really anybody's guess. You're playing as the Bills in Buffalo are pretty decent against the run when they are at home. 
So I don't think I'm going to trust Kalen Balazs, but I'm also not going to trust Kenyon Drake. I don't think there's a Dolphins player who I'm going to feel comfortable playing in this game, really, period. You're not going to play any of the receivers in this game. Uh, the Bills have been okay in the secondary, but on top of that, there's nobody you can trust in the Dolphins right now. So I would actually steer clear completely, other than maybe entertain the idea of the Dolphins' defense against the Buffalo Bills in streaming streaming a defense this week. But other than that, I don't think you can trust to play anybody in this Week 17 matchup. On the Bills' side of the ball, Look, McCoy's going to play. Uh, far as Week 17 goes with a lot of guys possibly not playing because guys have already locked up matchups and maybe not playing all four quarters and whatnot, I do think McCoy becomes a volume guy. He's still trying to get some incentives, so there is something that he himself personally as an individual is playing for as far as trying to get some extra statistics before the year is over. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Uh, the Dolphins, you can run on the Dolphins pretty well. This is in Buffalo. I think Allen might even be somewhat of a streaming option if you're desperate at quarterback. Uh, I think he'll probably run a good amount on the Dolphins. He does seem to play a little bit better at home. So I, I wouldn't. that wouldn't be my first choice by any stretch of the means, but it is somebody who I think is a viable option if you find yourself in that situation, along with LaShawn McCoy. For our next game up here, we have the Lions and we have the Packers, another potential divisional matchup that could have been had could have been great, could have had heavy implications, and is pfft, complete dud now by the way these two teams had incredibly disappointing seasons. Uh, we don't know what Kenny Galladay, who's limited all week, he was questionable. There is some expectation that he will be able to play, although I personally don't really understand why they would push it at this point. They know they're going to move forward with Kenny Galladay as their number one wide receiver. We'll see if they wind up keeping Marvin Jones in the offseason or not. You're not going to play Stafford in this game. Carry-ons out, Garrett Blunt's out, maybe Theo Riddick in a DFS and a PPR league, play him in the flex spot. I could see that there, especially with all the running back situations that they have. They still have Zach Zenner. They're going to bring in for goal line touchdowns, so it's not like Riddick gets a big boost uh, volume-wise when it comes to those situations, but he should be on the field a bit more in this week than he would be in other weeks. I do think running backs are successful when they catch the ball out of the backfield against the Green Bay Packers. I do love me some Aaron Rodgers. We saw last week against the Jets, even though they're out of it, as long as he plays, he looks like he's going to play hard and he wants to try to, I guess, salvage some numbers before the end of the season is out. So I would expect a huge game against Aaron Rodgers. If you have him on your team, you've got to play him this week, especially against the Detroit Lions, especially in Green Bay. You also got to play Devontae Adams. Uh, Randall Cobb, not expecting him to play. Jimmy Graham, I'm okay with you playing him at your tight end position, just because there really aren't many options available playing against Detroit, playing in Green Bay. I do think, I do think, I actually have a feeling Jimmy Graham just, it, and it's just a feeling because he hasn't been doing it all year long. I think he only has one touchdown on the season, but I do have this feeling that Jimmy Graham is going to catch a touchdown uh, in this particular ball game. Jamal Williams is going to be good to go. We know Aaron Jones is out. Jamal Williams is a low-end RB2 flex play uh, for this week as well against the Detroit Lions, who just have, really have nothing to play for and have kind of given up on defense. The next matchup that we have we have a lot of divisional games this week we got the Jets and we have the Patriots I like McGuire McGuire's gonna get a heavy dosage I like Robbie Anderson again I think he's gonna get another heavy dosage as well with the wide receiver still being out a new one being out uh, I even like Chris Herndon I like him more in a DFS matchup play uh, more so than your championship week because against the Patriots they are pretty good against the tight ends they are pretty decent in the middle of the field uh, especially when they want to be 
which is why I like Anderson a little bit more. And then, of course, McGuire, just based on pure volume, is going to be a, a solid RB2 for you to be able to play against the Patriots as well. Patriots do have some stuff that they're playing for. They're, they've locked the division, so they're in the playoffs, but they're start, they are still jostling for seeding. Uh, so they're still going to be able to play a lot of their guys. Brady will play. Michelle will play. James White will play. Gronk will play. Edelman will play. So I, I would definitely start all of your sides. You're starting Gronk. You're starting Edelman. You're starting Sony Michelle. You're starting James White. Uh, and I would think in this match against the Jets, after watching what Aaron Rodgers just did to him a week ago, I think you have to go ahead and stick with Tom Brady if you actually made it to this point with Tom Brady on your team uh, as well. I do like the Patriots' defense as a streaming, a sneaky sleeper streaming option, especially if you're doing DFS this particular week, which I think a lot of people would be uh, in Week 17. I do like them as a bit of a sneaky option as well. For the Panthers, look, there's not, there's only one player to go over the Panthers. That's Christian McCaffrey. I don't care about Ian Thomas to playing their backup quarterback. He's not going to be the third string quarterback really at this point because uh, Tyler Henke is out as well. So I, I don't care about really any of the pass catchers. I don't care about any of the players not named Christian McCaffrey on the Panthers. You got Christian McCaffrey, play him. Everybody else. With the Saints, a lot of people aren't playing. Breeze isn't going to play. Bridgewater's in. Kamara's not going to play. Michael Thomas isn't going to play. I love me some Mark Ingram. If you are in DFS, you have Mark Ingram in your Week 17 championship matchup. I love the possibility of what Mark Ingram might be able to do this week, being that he's going to get all of the work since Alvin Kamara is going to be out. They'll probably sprinkle, sprinkle in a little bit of Williams here and there, I would suspect, as well. But I do expect Ingram to play a significant amount in this one. We know Traquan Smith's going to play a significant amount. I only like Trey Quinn Smith in a DFS situation. He is not somebody who I would trust in my Week 17 championship matchup, even though you're not going to have Michael Thomas at your disposal or Alvin Kamara or Drew Brees. The Saints are a prime example as to why you should not be in a league that counts week 17 as part of your championship week because all of a sudden all these guys that you leaned on to get to this point in the season are not going to play because their teams have it locked up that's why it's sacrilegious in my opinion to even have a week 17 championship week and that's why I'm also streaming through these games crazy because quite frankly I don't think you should be in that league next year if you're playing in a league that has a week 17 as part of the championship Our next matchup, I digress. I keep taking my shots, but I'm going to continue to do so until you guys actually follow suit and listen, because that's what I do. I pound it into your brain, pound it into your brain until you listen to me. I shove it down your ass constantly until you listen to what it is I am saying to you, because it's just that damn important. Otherwise, I wouldn't do what I do. Our next game, we have the Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Play everybody. Matt Ryan's going to play. Julio is even going to play in this game. I like Calvin Ridley a lot against Tampa Bay. In Tampa, should be decent weather, actually, at the end of the day. The only person probably staying away from is Mohamed Sanu. I'm going to play Austin Hooper. Uh, obviously, Tevin Coleman, Ido Smith, they're not going to play at all at the running back situation. And the Falcons haven't really remembered how to use a running back and. God knows how long either. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it does look like Winston either is not going to play or may not play the entirety of the game. Still yet to be determined. I will have that update for you hopefully tomorrow. I will I will still be giving up updates all week like I have all week long and tomorrow uh, at MDFF Show on Twitter for those player up-to-date notifications. Even though this is the last week of this season, even if you have not followed me on Twitter and you haven't alerted your uh, hit that little bell for the alerts i will be tweeting out football updated relative uh fantasy relevant news really more general football news 
all throughout the off season. So that way you are staying. So if you're following me, I will keep you update even throughout the off season. Just want to make that clear for everybody else. So just because the season's over doesn't mean that it suddenly just becomes a waste to uh, not have to just have the alerts for the MD fantasy football show. I will be keeping you up to date all football relative things, especially fantasy relevant things throughout the off season. So at MDFF show on Twitter to stay connected with me and you will, I will make sure you are up to date as we go through the season here. Uh, we know Deshaun Jackson's not going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans is, so play Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, I like him a lot in this game. I like Adam Humphreys a lot in this game. I really like Cameron Break quite a bit in this game as well. Uh, we'll see if it's wind up being Fitzpatrick or somebody else who actually winds up playing and Winston doesn't play the whole game. They talked about maybe being their third-string quarterback. We'll see what the situation really winds up being. But... Either way, I think Tampa Bay is going to try to, Turk Cutter especially, is going to try to go out with a win. I think his job is pretty much sealed, that he's not going to have it coming back. But if he was to beat Atlanta on the last game of the season with some improvements that you've seen Tampa Bay, maybe it's his one last Hail Mary attempt to try to win a game. So I do think the Buccaneers will stay aggressive. And against his defense against Atlanta, I do think there should be some good fantasy points to be had there from those players. So I do like them quite a bit. Uh, if for your week 17 matchups as well for the Jaguars look we know Fournette is not going to play already so it's going to be TJ Yeldon Carlos Hyde Hyde will get the majority of the carries uh, pretty much because they have to because that was a waste of a trade on the Jaguars part kind of like completely and utterly uh, especially since Fournette wound up coming back anyway and they didn't make the playoffs TJ Yeldon will be more valuable in PPR leagues. I think more valuable in DFS leagues if you want to take a shot on a guy who maybe just has a big game out of nowhere. They are playing Houston Texans. It's not a great match, especially for not a great match for Carlos Hyde, which is why I like TJ Yeldon's upside a lot more if you're looking at a Jaguars backup for Leonard Fournette. I'm not going to play in the receivers. I'm not going to bother Moncrief. I know Blake Bortles is going to be back in the game. He's going to get the Week 17 start. So he as as bad as he's been, he's still better than Cody Kessler. Uh, I think the last month or so definitely proved that. So guys like Moncrief, D.D. Westbrook, they might have a chance to do something. I just don't see why you would trust it in a Week 17 matchup that depends on your championship game in any kind of way. With the Texans, the Texans, everyone's going to play because the Texans still have seating as well to play for, uh, playoffs to play for, mostly seating at this point. I think they actually did clinch a playoff spot. I don't know if they clinched the division yet, though. Um Deshaun Watson's going to play. You got to. I mean, I played everybody because the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, while it has talent, is pretty much quit at this point. I don't think you're suddenly going to see a change in their demeanor uh, tomorrow. So, Lamar Miller, play him. DeAndre, play him. Uh, that's pretty much it, actually. Watson, Miller, DeAndre, everyone else is pretty much banged up in Houston. I mean, they were. They really kind of overachieved in a lot of ways, but they are going to be one of the most banged-up playoff teams come to watch next week uh, on top of it. It's really kind of sad to see it come to, come to this point. Uh, with the Chargers here, everyone is expected pretty much to play. I would still be shocked if we saw Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen both go the entire game. Now, I know in the Chargers situation, there's still actually a chance that they could possibly win a division. So they do have some quite a bit to play for here. They're not just, you know, they're, this is not just a typical Week 17 where they have everything locked up. There's quite a bit on the line that the Chargers can gain by winning this game and a Chiefs loss and whatnot like that. So 
These guys probably will play. My only concern would be is if they, if they're blowing out the Broncos early, do, do Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen really play the entirety of the game? But because they are expected to start, because they're expected to play, the same advice I gave to you about Ezekiel Elliott, I have to give to you about Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen. You got to play these guys if they're going to be available and playing. You don't know it like with these situations. A lot of times, guys will give you indications. It's like, all right, they're probably going to play, but probably going to play the first half. Usually, coaches are pretty transparent about that in Week 17. It hasn't been the case with the Chargers, so it makes me think there is a chance these guys play all four quarters. You have to take the chance that that will be uh, the case, that will be the result. So you have to play these guys, Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, all viable plays. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, look, it's you can't take the shot there. Austin Eckler will be back as well. I do think in a DFS league, in a, in a flex position, I think Austin Eckler may offer some upside. On the situation in case Melvin Gordon doesn't play all four quarters and they get Austin Eckler more involved, that is a possibility, uh, especially in this game. So something I would also keep my eye on as well for the Chargers matchup. On the Broncos side of the ball, love me some Royce Freeman, whether it's DFS, whether you got him in Week 17, Philip Lindsay's out, he's going to get off the carries the Broncos are going to want to run the ball at least in the first half until they're getting blown out after that eh, I don't know really who you want to play DFS leagues maybe I'm looking at a Tim Patrick he might get some volume somebody has to but if I'm in your week 17 redraft leagues there's no way I'm playing any of the Denver Bronco wide receivers the only player that I'm possibly looking at playing would be Royce Freeman and that is it uh our next matchup here we got the Raiders and we have the Chiefs Luckily for all of you out there, because the Chargers were able to close the gap and make this interesting, the Chiefs actually have something to play for against the Raiders in this Week 17. So not only did they get a great matchup, but they also have a reason to stay aggressive and to stay playing hard, uh, which was not going to be, which really was not expected to be the case with the season that the uh, Chiefs wound up having. So Patrick Mahomes, Spencer Ware is back this week. We'll see what happens with the split between him and Damian Williams, being that Damian Williams has played really well over the past couple of weeks. I suspect. It will be primarily where running with Damian Williams, primarily pass catching. I suspect that would be the case. We will see what happens, but I would suspect that would be the split mostly amongst the two of them. Tyreek Hill is a little bit of a question mark. He's been banged up quite a bit, not practicing. We'll get a final report on him. He's questionable. I do expect at this point Tyreek Hill will be able to play. We know Sammy Watkins is not going to play yet again. Uh, I still would not play Chris Conley. He's really just a touchdown and prey type of play. Uh, here, Travis Kelsey, of course, you're going to play him as well. So the really the more the good news is that unlike the Saints, you can actually count on your stars from the Chiefs to be able to play in this game and be able to help you out in your Week 17 matchups as well. All right, so next up here we have the 49ers and we have the Rams. Another interesting one, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the man all the way. Matt Breida is out. Marquise Goodwin's going to be the man all the way with Dante Pettis out. But really, I'm kind of staying away from Goodwin. I'm good with you playing Wilson Jr., and I'm obviously I'm good with you playing George Kittle. Outside of that, I don't know. Look, I expect the Rams secondary to start playing better at some point. It's still been a little bit disappointing. I thought they would kind of pick up the pace and get back to that dominant defense that I thought we would see when Aqib Tlaib came back. That had not been the case thus far. 
but I wouldn't be surprised they're able to get back on track to beat up their little brother in the division, which is the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm staying away from Goodwin, but Jeff Wilson, volume, running back, got to play him, RB2, uh, probably a uh, high floor RB2 at worst in this matchup, and you have to play George Kittle, who's been a top five tight end all year long. On the Rams side of the ball, the Rams have something to play for. They can possibly get themselves a little more uh, playoff positioning here, so they're going to have... Gurley's not going to play. We know that. That's due to injury, and really, frankly, I don't think it's looking great that he's going to even be able to play in the playoffs. That's something we're going to have to keep our eyes on as well, but Cooks, Woods... All about them. C.J. Anderson, after watching what he was able to do last week, especially against the San Francisco 49ers, I expect it will be more of the same. And I do think while it's going to be hard to trust to play him because the way they have played offensively over the past few weeks, I do think Jared Goff is a legitimate play here against the San Francisco 49ers as well. All should have success playing off the play action pass like they were able to do so earlier on in the season. Our next game here, we have the Bears and the Vikings. The Bears, it looks like they plan on pretty much sitting everybody, which is a little surprising because you're playing a divisional rivalry game against the Vikings who are trying to win to get in the playoffs. And really, frankly, as far as playoff teams go, if the Vikings were to get in, that is one team that even if I'm on amongst the top ones, like the Bears, the Saints, the Rams, that is one team I really don't want to see because their defense has been clicking. Since they fired John DeFlipio, they're way more balanced on offense. They run the ball much more effectively, which has helped Kirk Cousins out be more effective in play and be able to have ability to go to play action passing. So that's the one team I really wouldn't want to play in the playoffs if I'm one of these top teams and they're a wild card underdog team coming in. That's where the Vikings strive. So I'm a little surprised that it sounds like the Bears are pretty content on benching or just not playing a lot of their main guys. We know Allen Robinson is going to be out anyway because of an injury. I don't know who on the Bears you could really trust who you think is going to play for a significant amount of time. Now, on the Vikings side, totally different scenario because their season's on the line in this game, so everyone's going to play. And and because the Bears are definitely not going to be coming into this game as motivated as they normally would be, I think everybody could have possibly a big game. you got to play Dalvin Cook, Kirk. Uh, Kirk Cousins is the only one I think maybe you shy back on. He just really hasn't been that great fantasy-wise since the beginning of the season. The numbers just haven't been there. But Dalvin Cook, uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, you got to play these guys in this matchup against the Bears, against the team. That's not going to be the same Bears defense that you've seen for most of the season uh, in this matchup that they really just doesn't count for anything for them. Kind of similar with the Bengals and the Steelers. Now, the Bengals are going to play hard against the Steelers because it's a divisional rivalry matchup, and they have a chance to spoil their season. So they're going to play hard, but they don't have anybody left to play hard with. Tyler Boyd's going to be out. We AJ Green's been gone. So Joe Mixon is the only guy from the Bengals who I'm going to play. I'm not going to trust John Ross. Maybe if you want to take a shot on DFS because he could take one play to the house as possible, okay. I understand the logical thinking there. But if you're in a Week 17 matchup, there's no way in hell I'm playing John Ross in this matchup up against the Steelers. Joe Mixon is the only person on the Bengals who I'm looking to play at all in this matchup. On the Steelers side of the ball, you get some guys back. James Conner's back. The one that we don't know yet still is Antonio Brown. It's questionable. He didn't practice all week. We're still waiting to find out what's going on with him. There was some word that he was undergoing tests. He still haven't been updated on that as of yet, recording this Saturday. So, 
there's a possibility that not only does he miss this week, but there might be something else going on with that knee injury where even if they make the playoffs, I don't know if he'd be able to play next week. As far as we know, but if he's not able to go, Juju Smith-Schuster's value goes through the roof. James Washington takes a bump up enough so where I think I would take a shot on James Washington in a DFS situation. Still wouldn't take a shot on him in a Week 17 redraft league, but Schuster's value would go through the roof. And I think the other guys who would take a bump up uh, more so, which is why I wouldn't play James Washington in Week 17, I think Vance McDonald would get a bump up there, as well as James Conner in general with him coming back this week and his pass-catching ability and running ability uh you got to play big ben you got to play all those guys brown plays obviously you have to play brown we just got to wait and see what's going to be the case there with that one but all of your Steelers studs should be available and have a great matchup in front of them in a week where they're going to be more motivated than their opponent and their opponent is shit to begin with so they have a good shot to actually put up some numbers here with the cardinals I mean, look, if you got to play David Johnson, you got to play David Johnson. If you got to play Larry Fitzgerald, you got to play Larry Fitzgerald. There's nothing really else to talk about when it comes to the Cardinals as far as the fantasy implications go. I don't love the matchup against Seattle in Seattle, being at the Cardinals' offense is really so anemic. They, they have one drive a game where they look decent and where David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald can get a lot of their points and then outside of that one drive it's anybody's guess what they wind up doing after that so it's not something I feel great about but if you have to play them you have to play those guys everybody else is frankly just irrelevant on the Seahawks side of the ball, Rashad Penny's going to be back this week. That really takes away Mike Davis's value. Chris Carson will be fine. He'll get his normal workload of 18 to 22 carries. Should be a good matchup for him. I mean, you've seen Arizona's been just getting ripped apart, uh, especially the last. They've been ripped apart all season long as far as the run defense goes, but they've been really ripped apart the last couple of weeks. We just saw what C.J. Anderson did to them. I can't imagine what Chris Carson, who's actually in shape, uh, is going to do to the Cardinals this particular week too. So. I do love Chris Carson. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the wide receivers or the quarterback in this game. Look, the Seahawks, just, they're not going to have to do a lot to win this game. They're going to be able to stick with the run and run it effectively, and that's what they're just going to want to do. So it's going to be very volatile as to what you can expect out of the passing game for the Seattle Seahawks. Doug Baldwin might have a decent game like he had last week. He's been coming on strong as of late at the right time in the season, but I still not something I think I could trust, and I can't really trust Tyler Lockett too much in this game. Arizona's been pretty decent when it comes to limiting the big play ball down the field now they may just not give a shit on defense anymore as it seemed relevant as to last week that they just didn't care anymore but at the end of the day i think i'm trusting chris carson uh, if i'm here at week 17 i'm not going to trust doug baldwin or tyler lockett in my matchup here and i'm definitely not going to trust russell wilson because he just doesn't run enough and i don't think they're going to bother throwing enough either next matchup up we got the eagles and we have the redskins here Eagles not quite eliminated from playoff contention as of yet, but I think they probably will be. Even even with a win, they don't necessarily clinch playoff contention. But we got Nick Foles here. Josh Adams. I also, I definitely love Josh Adams. Also on Jeffrey, you got to play him. Golden Tate, mm, I don't think you have to play him. I think with Nick Foles, you got to play Jeffrey. You got to play Zach Ertz. Somebody else might do well not name Jeffrey or Zach Ertz in the passing game, but... Not something that I'm going to really love and trust. Uh, Darren Sproles, I'm okay with him in a DFS situation. He still doesn't play enough for me to warrant to play him in my Week 17 matchup in a redraft league. And I'm not going to stream Nick Foles either in this game. With the Redskins, while it's going against the Eagles, is a tough matchup. 
I still like Adrian Peterson. He's still a flex play in my book. I think Crowder is a decent play in this one. He does seem to get a little bit, ever since Josh Johnson took over, he actually seems to get targeted like he is the best receiver on this team. And you're playing against Philadelphia Eagles. It should be a good matchup as far as your wide receivers go. So I like Crowder as a flex play in a PPR league format. That's about it. I'm not touching any of the tight ends. Vernon Davis is probably not going to play in this game. We already know Jordan Reed is on the IR. Really nobody else on the Redskins to go over or have been a factor enough to where you would actually consider them in your Week 17 matchups. Next, we have the Browns, and we have the Baltimore Ravens. This is a tough one. I mean, the Browns have everything to play for, so the guys are going to play. Chubb, Landry, Njoku, all those guys are going to be out there, but you're playing against the Baltimore Ravens, who also have a lot to play for in this matchup as well. So what's going to be the case? Well, look, I don't know if you can trust. You got to play Nick Chubb if you have Nick Chubb because he's just he's been an RB1 for you. You just really have no other choice. You're not going to have anybody who's better than Nick Chubb right now uh, on your roster if you haven't made it this far. So you got to play Chubb. Outside of that, I don't know if there's anybody else in the Browns you have to play in this particular matchup. I do really love... Uh, Gus Edwards on the Ravens side of the ball. Ken Dixon probably have a decent game, but I love Gus Edwards here. Lamar Jackson will run. I don't know what he'll give you passing-wise. He's still going to be a serviceable quarterback because he'll definitely run enough to be serviceable. It's going to be a matter of does he pass enough to give you the ceiling that you're hoping for. I think there's a possibility that could be the case against the Cleveland Browns, but I wouldn't count on it. So I... 18 points, if that's what you need out of quarterback you think to win this particular week because guys aren't playing as well or whatever the case may or not playing at all in the Drew Brees situation, you can go ahead and take that chance. But I still think there's going to be other options you can turn to that should have higher ceilings uh, for this particular week for you. Still not playing any of the receivers as long as Lamar Jackson continues to be the quarterback, as long as they continue to treat the passing game the way they do with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback, as being the biggest hurdle that he has to overcome. Because they don't, they just don't even give him the option of really receivers out there. I mean, third and longs are going three tight end sets still. It's just, it's really kind of pathetic. Uh, I get that he's not the most accurate guy in the world. I get that maybe he's not ready to run, uh, read defenses. But this is also a quarterback that played in a Louisville system. That was a pro system. It's not like this guy come from a spread system he doesn't have a clue how an NFL system works so I think it's a little bit pathetic how big these training wheels seem to be on him when it comes to throwing the football but that is what the situation is right now so you have to kind of treat it as is and that as is is you can't trust any of the pass catchers for the Ravens you're playing Gus Edwards and maybe Lamar Jackson depending on what your quarterback situation is for the Colts and the Titans, which is the last game of the podcast. This is a very quick podcast. I told you it would be because it's just streamlining week 17. Not a lot to go over. Pretty straightforward for the most part. Everything's on the line with the Colts and the Titans game. I mean, both these, pretty much whoever wins is in. That's kind of how it's working here. So everything's going to be on the line with this game. Andrew Luck, got to play him. Marlon Mack, you got to play him. T.Y. Hilton, you got to play him. Yes, T.Y. Hilton, I fully expect him to play. I mean, really, why this week be, this week be any different than any other week that he hasn't practiced and played really well the upcoming week? The Titans have been very exploitable on the perimeter all, all year long. So I do love Hilton a lot. And, of course, you play Eric Ebron. He practiced in full on Friday with the concussion, so he should be cleared and good to go for this week as well. So you play all your Colt studs. And on the Titans, you play Derek Henry and I would actually be okay with playing Corey Davis in the flex this week. The Titans are going to have to throw the ball. 
I'm still not buying this whole like Colts defense is awesome thing. So I do I am okay with you playing Corey Davis in the flex position this week. They're going to have to lean on him in the passing game. They're going to have to throw the ball at some point. Can't just all be Derrick Henry in this matchup against the Colts who can actually score. So and it should be decent weather being down in Tennessee. I'm just not playing Marcus Mariota. I'm not playing Deion Lewis. So that's really where I'm kind of at with the Titans on that one. You play Derrick Henry, and I'm okay with Corey Davis in your flex position. That actually wraps up the podcast. It was a quick one here today. Um, before we completely wrap up the episode, I just want to thank all of the fans out there. This was a wonderful, wonderful first season uh, for me. Uh, com- completely grateful to you guys. I had more success this season than I really anticipated in having uh, my first year out. And I, like I said, I went over some of this in the week 15 recap part two, but if you didn't hear, I'll go over it again. Uh, mid, about mid March, starting mid March, I'm going to do one episode a week. The mid March will kind of cover the fantasy implications for free agency moves made. And then, and then we'll have, you know, another one the last week of March. And then beginning in April, I'll have again one episode per week in April, and that will go over potential fantasy implications for rookies for the 2019 season. Remember, when I do this, I'm still doing this from a redraft perspective predominantly. I will touch upon some dynasty aspects to that. When you're talking about rookies, it's hard not to, but I am going at this with the mindset of redraft leagues who might have value in the 2019 season, depending on where they wind up and all those situations as well. And we'll do that leading into the draft. And then once the draft happens... I will have a couple episodes, probably still keep it with a one episode a week thing where I will recap the draft where the guys actually wound up, what my expectations are, go on a little bit of a break, and then in July, I'll have one episode a week going through, you know, mini OTAs, what we're hearing out of camp, going through that. And then in August, I will have two episodes a week in August leading up to your drafts. And then, of course, I'll be back on the normal schedule where I'll have, we're probably going to have five episodes uh, during the football season starting in September. So Monday through Friday have five episodes going. It'll still be the review, the uh, the recap part ones and part twos. That third episode, that Wednesday episode, is going to be called By the Numbers. I'll get into that in a little bit. And then still have uh, preview part one, part two, Thursday and Friday as well. So that will be the schedule for next year. The By the Numbers, that kind of ties into the fact that I will have a website made just for the MD Fantasy Football Show. Uh, it looks like it's going to be, the domain will be www.mdf. F show just like the Twitter and Facebook handle MDFF show at MDFF show it will be www.mdffshow.com uh, and that'll have all the episodes on there from all the different links that you will listen to so Podbean iTunes Radio Public Simplecast all those places that I get the most common uh, listeners for the show you'll be able to click on it, go directly to that link and listen to the episodes. You could even listen, and I'll even have a setup to where you can listen to the episodes while you're on the website page if, if you wanted to do that as well. So that'll be available there. But also, I am going to have MD Fantasy Football Show is going to have its own 
projections set up next year's own rankings preseason wise uh we're going to have a whole draft kit put together i'm going to have tier rankings along with projections and everything like that so i'm going to have that available to you uh on the website it will be for free going to draft kit so that'll be mostly what we'll be focusing on july and august is going over those things talking about that each position going over the projections what i'm going in what i'm putting into the projections why my might be a little bit different than what you see out there my expectations and of course the most important uh, rankings of all I think when you comes to drafting is the tier rankings and we'll have the MD fantasy football show will have its own tier rankings as well and then in season I will have projections week to week in season as well so those are all things that I'm expecting the MD fantasy football show to have in place for you in the 2019 season becoming even wider and bigger and even more legit and more informative and hopefully even more entertaining next season than even one this year uh, I hope you guys are all enjoying it I hope you guys come back next year tell your friends let's get a bigger audience let's even we had 600 downloads this year let's go for let's go for an even thousand next year that's what i hope to get that'll be my goal so i hope you guys all come back tell your friends i hope you enjoy the show i hope you look forward to all those things i'll be implementing over this season of course i'll be tweeting out and facebooking them as well so you know what is coming and when it winds up coming as we get closer i'll have better ideas as to when everything will be up and running especially with the website that will be priority number one so let you guys go. I had a lovely 2018 season. Good luck in your final week matchups. I'm your host, Dan Mater, and I will see you guys next year. Heat wave ahead. For four days only, it's the sizzling hot summer sale at JCPenney. Thursday through Sunday, shop select men's and women's tees in all new bright colors. Just $5 for her and $7.99 for him. Plus, pick up select Home Expressions bath towels, two for $7. All these deals and no coupon needed. Hurry in, but stay cool. These deals are sizzling. JCPenney. Offers valid 627 to 630. Exclusions apply. See store jcp.com for details. Heat wave ahead. For four days only, it's the sizzling hot summer sale at JCPenney. Thursday through Sunday, shop select men's and women's tees in all new bright colors. Just $5 for her and $7.99 for him. Plus, pick up select Home Expressions bath towels, two for $7. All these deals and no coupon needed. Hurry in, but stay cool. These deals are sizzling. JCPenney. Offers valid 627 to 630. Exclusions apply. See store jcp.com for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready.